League of Legend Keepers, uh, written written yeah. by written by you, directed by your mom. Mm-hmm. That's how is that as a working relationship? That's that's very unique. How how did that all work out? Yeah, a lot of people ask about that because, like you said, it is very unique. Um, I'm very fortunate to have an incredible relationship with my mom as mom and daughter. We're best friends and we treat each other like equals. And so we, um, when we discovered that we both had such a love for the entertainment industry uh, and we enjoyed making projects as much as each other, we decided that it would be an incredible thing for both of us to start a production company together, which is Mother and Daughter Entertainment. Um, and I think working together is just such a phenomenal experience because we both know what the other's thinking before they even say it. Um, and that's just that's what you need on a set so we just have such a a great relationship and working relationship that all what we care about is getting getting the project done and what's best for the project and I think that's that's how everything gets done with us so so there's very rarely any times where you where you two conflict with each other as far as creative ideas go there is no conflicting we both have different heads on um, (laughs) because the fact that she's very much the creative and the director and I even though I am very creative I have a logistical head on mm-hmm. a lot of the time as well and so we both balance each other out with that and that means that the conflict just is non-existent we just we know when we work things out and the only thing that opposes us is generally things from the movie standpoint not each other uh, what sparked the idea for writing this particular story uh, it was the idea that there were no Halloween films for my age at the time, which was, I think when I came up with the idea, I was 13, 14. There was Paranormal or there was Mickey Mouse Goes Trick-or-Treating. And I have nothing against those films, but I knew at that age I wasn't really wanting to watch either of those on Halloween. So we decided to make something to kind of close that market gap. And it was a horror for kids that wasn't going to give you nightmares for the rest of your life, but was going to be scary enough that it was something you wanted to watch on Halloween with your friends. Speaking of not giving nightmares to to teens, there is a particular shot when I screened the film earlier today. There is a... I'm, I'm, it's the way it's lit. I don't want to give it away. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. the, the story, but I, th- I think you know what scene <laughs> I'm talking about. It's closer towards the end where you have a gentleman with with not a whole lot of makeup on, but it, just his appearance is quite eerie yeah. for even me working in the horror genre for two decades now. It's it's interesting to to see something like that show up in a in a uh, quote unquote teen film. Uh, so yeah, I don't. I don't. Some people may be a little yeah, bit more susceptible. <laughs> We still wanted to have some de- definite fear factor in them. What we wanted to make sure was that it wasn't constant nightmare the entire way through. Because I think that's where I'm very much a person that doesn't like to be scared. And mm-hmm. so when when I'm making something that is scary, I have to think, okay, what's the balance between feeling anxiously scared and wanting to hide under a bed? And I wanted to make sure I didn't kind of cross that line, uh, except for a couple of the little shots in there, but I think that gives it that edge to make it still scary enough that you want to watch it on Halloween. <laughs> uh, for those that are uninitiated, that, that haven't seen the trailer or anything like that, what would be what would be your pitch to sell people on seeing this movie? Yeah, well, it is uh, a teen young adult horror about a young girl called Sophie and her best friend Edison and how 
they have to stop this evil force from uh, essentially taking over the world uh, on Halloween. And it is about friendship and family and support. And what's really incredible about it is that they don't do it with magical powers. They don't save the world with magical powers. They have each other and knowledge and science and math. And that's very much what it was about as well. It was that essence of a friendship and a family relationship. Uh, some of the PR emails I've seen uh, kind of link it in a way to Stranger Things. Would you say that's a fair assessment or would you say it's kind of its its, its own standalone thing? It just so happens to have uh, young teens in it. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's about 50-50 uh, because we had this idea before Stranger Things was released. So I, mm -hmm. it, I can't say that it was inspired by in any way. But uh, we were fortunate enough that it was apparently ahead of its time in that sense that we kind of knew what was going to be happening, um, which was incredible when that came out. I was like, wait a second. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's the, yeah, the comparison is that it's teens and that it's a scary force. But I think that's not, that wasn't a, a thing that kind of ties it together. That's more of just what teens enjoy watching, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is definitely a standalone thing with its own ideas because the the idea is that it's the League of Legend Keepers and each movie has a different force that they're facing, um, different legends, different stories that they're trying to defeat. Um, so I'd say it's, it's not it's not unlike Stranger Things, but it is not based on in any way. Okay, yeah, that makes total sense. It's just almost everything yeah. that I see that hits my desk that has like a younger cast in it always says Stranger Thing-esque thriller stranger <laughs> thing as harm like i not everything stranger things I, I was on the set for stranger things it's just don't do that because you're getting you're getting people <laughs> to think it's something else that it's not these films need to stand on their yeah. own we we were we were before stranger things <laughs> yeah <laughs> um have you screened uh this film in front of uh, a regular audience or has it been screened just uh for cast and crew uh, I'm not entirely sure on that front, actually. I would have to double check. Uh, I know we screened it for cast and crew. Uh, I think we have done it with a regular audience as well, but to be 100% sure, I'd have to check. <laughs> uh, when you watched the movie in full, how uh, what was, how did you what did you take away from it? Did, did you feel like you like uh, you and uh, your mother got everything on there that you wanted, or did you kind of want to go back and tweak a few things? Uh, oh, I think just like any creative um anything you do you always have stuff you want to edit and tweak so technically mm -hmm. nothing can ever be perfect uh and i think actually that's one thing that i admire about my mum is that she's very good at being like okay this is a movie this is how it is this is now it's going to go out and even if there's stuff that she wants to change if it doesn't need it then it does that she's very good at not pushing it to that point where it's everything's constantly being changed forever because then nothing would get released um <laughs> And so, yeah, I think now every time we learn more things, you always look back at your old projects and go, oh, if only I'd done that. But I think what makes those older projects so special and so unique is that we didn't know those things and that we are learning them, new things every day. And I think I look back at my mum's first movie as a film director and it was beautiful because she didn't have an idea about the quote-unquote rules. And I think that can really be a blessing because you're just going for it and going for visually beautiful things. So I think looking back at it now, of course, there are things that I think, especially as an actress, oh, I wish I'd done this, I wish I'd done that. But I made that decision in the moment to do 
do it the way I did. And I think if I changed it, it might not have worked. Understood. It's totally yeah. reasonable. If you, if you made the perfect film, then I guess you, as a writer or as a director, you would just you would have to just hang it up then because you would never be able to top yourself. Exactly. Uh, you're always making new things and you're always learning new things. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with uh, uh, Richard Tyson? Oh, that was that was phenomenal. Richard was great. Uh, he was just hysterical on set. We had great laughs. Uh, he was just—it was incredible to work with such a phenomenal actor. Uh, is there are there any plans to follow this movie up with a sequel or a spinoff of any sort? There are indeed. Uh, uh, a lot of it's under wraps at the moment, but we okay. are working on sequels and more movies. Okay, fair enough. Um, and this film will be available on December 10th, but uh, through what avenues will people be able to watch it? Uh, I believe uh, DVD, Amazon, um, other places. Well, I have to get the full list to tell you everything, um, but all information will be up in the next week or so on uh, our website, Mother and Daughter Entertainment. Um, and so the link for the website is motheranddaughterent.com. Uh, and so all the information for that should be up there in the next couple of weeks, uh, just so everyone can check that out if they want all the platforms. Okay. And just a note for the people watching this or reading the article that I'll have up uh, with it, there will be links in the article itself to take you directly to the site and a link directly to be able to stream it through uh, Amazon Video. All right, so uh, and moving on to the the next the next part of the interview, which is a, a little somber, mm -hmm. but it's important to me as someone who suffers from clinical depression uh, that you are the ambassador for uh, suicide awareness with awareness ties. And yeah. what can you tell me about what this foundation does for those of us that suffer from what at times can be very crippling? Uh, what what is it that you do? Yeah, well, I, uh, as the ambassador for suicide awareness, uh, first of all, it is very close to home. I've lost multiple friends to suicide. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm very, very passionate about raising awareness for this, especially for teens and especially for adults. And I think it's it's a subject that we need to keep talking about because it's, it could, it literally, it, depression is, so close to us at all times and I think we don't realize it necessarily um and that there are friends that have it and colleagues and people that you've passed on the street people that you see every day and I think I want to keep this conversation going because it's saying to people hey this is very much a real thing that happens and it's also saying to people who are experiencing it hey it's all right to talk about it because I think um as I was talking to awareness ties I was saying that it's, it's it's a very difficult subject to talk about, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. But when it comes to this, I think things like suicide can... The people who are experiencing those feelings and those thoughts can feel like that if they raise their voice and talk about it at all, that it could be seen as attention-seeking and things like that. And I really want to kind of take away that stigma because it's, it's not like that at all. And I completely understand that, like I said, because I've had friends that have gone through it. And I want to make sure that it's saying to people, hey, you're not alone in feeling this, and it's all right to talk about it. 
Um, I love this foundation because it is about raising awareness for lots of different things. And that means that they are finding people who resonate with each subject. And my mum is actually the ambassador for human trafficking awareness. Uh, and I can speak about our film that was related to that in a moment. But I love it because it's saying all these things that so many people are passionate about, it's bringing people together because we're able to talk about something that means a lot to us and really raise awareness for those different subjects. Uh, going back to what you said about uh, people uh, being afraid to be seen as attention seekers uh, if they, if they yeah. voice their opinion, one of the biggest misconceptions about those of us who do have, who do go through these, these times of, uh, either either preparing ourselves to make that decision or we're in the midst of depression where it's building up to it we function yeah. as totally normal people out and about mm -hmm. it's in times when we're by ourselves uh or times of reflection is when it hits us the hardest so if you yeah. see us and we're out it will be jovial we will be normal people but when we're alone with our with our own heads that's when it hits hardest. So if someone comes out and they've shown no signs of it at all, they they are truly the people that need the help. If they are brave enough exactly. to, to come out and say it, they're not seeking attention. They have reached that stage where they know that either they, they get help or they are going to make that devastating decision. And it's... Exactly. It, if you ignore them, it... I cannot describe this enough. It makes the problem so much worse. It, it yeah. compounds that feeling of helplessness, which is what we struggle with. So mm -hmm. don't don't take it for granted that people are just saying it to saying it. People that are overdramatic about it and say, oh, I'm so depressed. That's the stuff you can kind of push aside. It's the people that you least expect that come out and say it are the people that you need to focus on and help, get them help, sit down, talk with them. Anything, anything will help. <laughs> and that's that's why I think yeah, people because need to it's all, yeah, because exactly it's saying it's saying hey to the people who are experiencing it, it's all right to talk about it, but it's also saying to people who are hearing it, take it seriously because it is a very serious subject, and I, I it's heartbreaking to hear how many suicides happen, especially with teens as well at the moment, and mm -hmm. it's heartbreaking to hear that, especially having friends who have who have gone through that, and I've lost friends to it. It, it breaks my heart because there's so many thoughts that go through it and it's a conversation that I could honestly, I could talk about for hours, but <laughs> it is for me very much about continuing to raise this awareness and getting rid of that stigma behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, it's an important conversation anyone needs to have. If they know mm -hmm. someone that might be suffering from it, that seems a little morose when they shouldn't be. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's something people don't think about and don't like to think about. But uh, yeah. I thank you very much. I, I really do that that you are a part of this because it's it helps just to know that people do care even if they don't particularly suffer from depression in any form. So and a hundred percent, yeah. And uh, something I'm very very passionate about talking about this and raising the awareness for it. I, I am very thankful for it. Thank you very much. Uh, and and your mom is the. You said about uh, human trafficking. She she is the ambassador yeah. for another organization that focuses on human trafficking. So awareness ties. Uh, they're 
project that they're working on right now is with lots of different subjects uh -huh. suicide awareness being one human trafficking awareness being another one and that's the one that my mum is ambassador for uh and so our movie that we made at the beginning of the year unseen with ryan brown and yolanda wood uh that is kind of what kick-started this because my because the awareness ties uh we, we were speaking to them we were in conversation about it and that is why she is now the ambassador for human trafficking because uh, for example, we are we currently have the most uh, slaves, enslaved people in history right now in the world, uh, and that's heartbreaking and that's heart wrenching to hear. Uh, and it's a lot of it is from human trafficking, and so my mother is very passionate as well about talking about that, and that is what that's what she's doing because of Unseen. Where and will people be able to go to the the the, uh, the mother and daughter site for that as well, or is there going to be a separate site specifically for this? For awareness ties, there is a separate site for awareness ties. Um, okay. I believe it's awareness ties dot com. I'd have to double check on that. But uh, unseen, you can go to our website to see that. That's up there. Oh, perfectly free to stream. Yep, that okay. was one of the big things for us. Was that everyone could watch it because it's about starting the conversation about human trafficking. Awesome. Perfect. You, uh, I, I have to say that this is the first interview I've done in all these years. Someone that's such a philanthropist at such a young age. It's, it's very, it's refreshing to see, to see that someone that's not just focused on themselves. It's focused so much on others. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I'm very much, uh, I very much enjoy helping other people. I know that sounds like a cliche, but I really do because <laughs> I having to, I, how do I word this? I think having had so many friends that go through so many different things, I'm very much passionate. And I say passionate because that's the word that comes to mind when I talk about things is that I can literally talk about anything that I'm interested in and mm -hmm. about for hours, because if it's something that interests me and that intrigues me, such as helping people, I want to do everything I can in my power to make sure that I can help in some way. I'm, I'm sure everyone is very grateful that, that have come into contact with you for, for your help. And I know I am even just for this small conversation, the small little middle part that's a little bit uh, morose is it's very, it, it's helpful. It really is. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to, to get back into the entertainment industry side of this, our, our last part, <laughs> yeah. which, which I know you, you can't talk a lot about, which is <laughs> a, which is a show that has a, has an interestingly wordy title, uh, yeah. secret society <laughs> of second born Royals on Disney plus that will That's premiere next year. Uh, what, what can you tell me that, that you're allowed to tell me? Yeah, well, I can tell you that it is uh, it is a movie, and uh, I play a character called Princess January, who's your bubbly, sweet, best friend type character. Uh, it is about, according to Wikipedia, because I know that if it's on Wikipedia, I can say it, um, according to Wikipedia, it is about uh, a young group of uh, second-born royals. And what is a second-born royal? It is someone who is the second born of a new generation. So for example, Prince Harry is a second born royal. Um, and it is about this group of second born royals who have superpowers essentially. Uh, and it's them trying to fight uh, this antagonistic force, which I don't want to give away, 
uh, an antagonistic force, but also about them discovering and learning about the secret society of second-born royals. Now, these uh, these second-born royals, are they connected to historic royalty or fantasy royalty? Uh, fantasy royalty, as far as I know. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's, yeah, I'd, I'd say, I don't know, there might be inspiration behind characters, but as far as I know that, it's fantasy. Has uh, uh, production already wrapped on this, or are you still currently working on it? Um, primary production has wrapped, uh, which was just a blast to film with such an incredible cast. Uh, we all became like a family on set. Uh, we're working on lots of different things to do with it at the moment, but primary production has wrapped indeed. Uh, when you signed on, did you know it was going to be uh, an exclusive for Disney Plus, or did you just know it was a Disney production? Uh, I think I knew it was for Disney Plus. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I did know it was for Disney Plus. Uh, I was thrilled because I knew that it was going to be such an incredible streaming service. Uh, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> great! This is amazing." Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see how the audience receives it because I love it. I say it's like Descendants meets Kingsman. Uh, so it's not a musical, but it is like an action-packed story. And I love it because January is very much an attainable Disney princess. She's kick-butt, she's cool, she's down-to-earth, she's real. And aside from the magical power, she's very relatable. Uh, did you get to do a, uh, a lot of physicality or stunt work with this role? I did. It was so much fun. We did a lot of stunt training. Uh and I can't give away what stunt training we did, but we did do stunt training and I got to do some really fun stunts. Um, it was definitely a physically challenging, but in a good way role. Uh, I learned a lot about myself and it's really empowering to do stunt work because it kind of shows, hey, I can do anything. <laughs> uh, comparing uh, this production, a Disney Plus production to other productions you've done, have you seen any difference in how they're handled or is it pretty much just uh, part and parcel, the same kind of thing, the this the same kind of rigmarole that you go through with every production? I'd say it's pretty much similar with every production. I'd say what changes just the amount of people on set due to budget changes. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I'd say that's probably it. It's just the amount of people on set, the amount of cast and crew. Uh, but pretty much the procedure's the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, surgical. Well, gotcha. Oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure with Disney it is. I haven't... I haven't had the chance yet to be on a Disney production, but from what I've heard, they're very, it's very kind of uh, manufacturer-like because they know they have certain costs they have to meet and, and whatnot. So, and they, uh, they know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what other projects do you have coming up? Yeah, I'm working on uh, quite a few actually with Mother and Daughter Entertainment at the moment. We're working on a true story uh that uh can i say the name yes it's called millie and i can't say the cast yet because it hasn't been officially re released but we'll be <laughs> shooting that in the next couple of weeks uh that is a true story based on a friendship uh which was between me and a hundred year old woman um we're working on a short form series as well uh what else are we working on um there are definitely other things in the pipeline some scripts that we're that we've just finished up that will be made in the next year, but not all of it's been released yet. So I don't know how much I can say, but there's definitely lots to look forward to. There's also new music coming out for me next year, which will be great. And there's music coming out on Christmas day of mine. So that will be fun. Uh, just in time for new years. 
but yeah, there's lots of new things coming out in the pipeline. So as if people are checking out social my social media or motheranddaughterent.com, they will be able to find everything.